Welcome to Thames Festival Trust podcasts for the Islanders project. In this podcast, Colleen Russell talks about playing out in the street, Victoria Gardens and children's parties at local institution Tate and Lyle. Colleen Russell, 30th of the 5th, 1958. I grew up in North Woolwich. I was the youngest of three children. Parents Eileen Sullivan and John Sullivan also had lived in North Woolwich. So we were part of an extended family. So within our our area, there were grandparents, aunties, uncles. You tended to to, to live, uh, be, you know, grow up and then marry and live in the same area. So it was an extended family. I think in the road that I lived in, there was a, at one point there was probably about fourteen members of our family in one in one street. Before mum and dad were married, they met in the Standard Telephone and Cables factory in North Woolwich. They were both workers there and then married and mum gave up in those days. Women didn't really work once they had children. Mum was a housewife at home with the three children, but dad continued to work in the local factory. I went to school in North Woolwich. So I went to Story Story Street School. Actually, in North Woolwich at the time, there were three primary schools. Well, well, four, but Elizabeth Street was just closed as I was growing up. So the three main schools were Story Street and then St. Mary's and St. Edward's was the Catholic school where the Catholic children would attend. And then Drew Road School was at the other end of Silvertown. So Story was more North Woolwich, Drew Road was Silvertown. And depending where you lived in North Woolwich and Silvertown determined which school you went to really so most of the children in my side of North Woolwich would go to Story Street and then beyond just the next road most of the children went to Drew Road the schools were right on the dock wall but all all three of them really so your day you during during the day you were just amongst the docks the whole time with the noise and the smell and the sounds of the docks the boats coming and going the cargo being unloaded men shouting out and of course the beautiful beautiful ships I mean they they just towered above the playground above the school a lot of our lessons were based on the boats that were in the docks I mean it was such hands-on lesson the teacher would say let's look at the boat what what's the flag let's let's get a globe let's have a look at, at, at where this boat has come from let's learn about the culture culture I mean in that, those days that was I mean people think Newham is very sort of cultural now but it, it actually started then because we grew up with these people from other countries coming on our doorstep really and, and it was a great way to learn and at the time you didn't you didn't realize that but when I look back I just think we, how lucky we were to have those ships and that in our environment and to be able to learn first-hand experience I mean when the people came off the boat and and they would walk around the local area just to have a little breather and and to see what was going on you know you'd see them in their in their costumes and things and and as children we we not in a nasty way but we would laugh oh look at their funny little shoes look at their funny little hats and that but but it it, it was a lovely lovely thing really and uh you know I I think that's that that was a, a a great way to learn 
and you all had your doors open all the time. So we would run in and out each other's houses. The aunties and, and grandparents were there really looking looking after you as well. Um, and all the children used to play out in the street. Um, it, it was safe to do so. There wasn't very, very few cars really. And the interesting thing was, although lots of us were related, so there were lots of cousins, the, the other children that played in the street, you called their parents auntie as well. Although you you, you would call Auntie Joan or Auntie Emily or Auntie Tess or whatever. But the older people that didn't have younger children, you referred all the time to Mr and Mrs um, as a sort of mark of respect. You didn't call grown-ups by their first name. It was either auntie or uncle something or Mr or Mrs and their surname but yes I mean we the the the, the door were, do, doors were open and the children would just play out in the street all, all day long really going in and out for a drink or a bite to eat or something and we had we we could roam quite freely around the area and and to quite an extent I mean I, you know although North Woolwich isn't that big for, for a for, from a child's point of view you could go off to the park down by the river and do all those things in in quite a safe environment used to say you're going up the park well up the park was to the Royal Victoria Gardens and children would spend all day in there I mean there's hundreds of stories I I, I tell my granddaughter of the things that we used to get up to and one of the interesting things was my mum used to say to me you can go you can go up the park but you don't go on to the shore you mustn't go down by the river well of course once you got up to the park everybody was down on the shore so you you used to do it she used to say to me when I got home you've been down that shore haven't you and I said no I can smell it on you (laughs) because it was filthy. The river when I was a child was absolutely filthy, but some of the children used to swim in it, take their things off and get in the river and things. Um, But yeah, no, we spent a lot of time in the park. And in those days, um, I mean, it had the swing park, but it also had a great big paddling pool as well. So you, 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 I mean, it wasn't very deep. So you could play safely in water with your friends in a huge big sand pit. And then all the old fashioned, um, so, so there was a big umbrella that used to, you, 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 you could push and jump on. And I mean, quite dangerous things really. Um, but but, but we, we, we didn't have accidents. And there was a lady that used to be in a hut in the in the swing park that would look after you so if you fell over or got cut or anything she would she would clean it with tcp and uh she was called lil and her husband reggie was the cup was the park keeper um, and he would just patrol around the park on his bike um, just saying to the children, you're not supposed to be on those flower beds, get off and things like that. But but no, we we had a, a, a very relaxed um, and informal time. You know, we were just allowed to roam, really. If we wasn't up the park or on the river, we used to spend a lot of time on the ferry boat just going across the river. Um, that was a real popular attraction for the kids. The, the ferry workers didn't like that very much. <laughs> Hundreds of kids roaming around. And, and again, um, in those days, it was the old ferry boat that you, you, you just went on the outside deck with literally overlooking the the, the the Thames. I mean, you could climb and things and how, how any of us didn't go in the water, I don't know, but uh, but we didn't, we, 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 we were all safe. Um, but no, it was, it was a very relaxed and informed, we, we didn't have toys as such really. I mean, the girls may have had a, a doll's pram and the boys, you know, we had a bike and things like that, but um, we just made our own um, entertainment, really, playing run outs and hide and seek and those sort of things. Yes. 
Lovely. There was a quiet area where the old men of North Woolwich would go to the library every morning. And on the li- in the library, they used to have a table with the daily newspapers or magazines. So the old men used to go in, get their newspaper from the library, borrow it, and go up and read in the park. And they used to sit together, a group of old men, a bit like when you go abroad, you know, in Greece, and you see the elderly guys in the in the villages. It was a bit like that. So, so when you first went in, the, the old people would be there. And then just beyond that was an expanse of green with a huge, big willow, weeping willow tree, which is still my favourite tree to this day. I love that tree. It used to overhang right over onto the grass so you could literally get inside the willow tree and nobody from from in the side the park knew you were in there if you were quiet you would couldn't be seen and one of the stories that I I always tell my granddaughter is um at at the end of the day at maybe six o'clock Reg the park keeper would ride through the park on his bike with a bell ringing it shouting out everybody out everybody out I'm going to lock the gate well wherever the kids were we would all run to the willow tree and go in under the willow tree and he would go off further up the park think you know click ringing his bell and telling other people to go and then when when he'd done his circle of the park and he was coming back towards the he thought the park was empty but of course all the kids would be in the tree and then one of us would giggle or someone would say oh it reg or something like that and he'd stop his bike and he used to have a big stick <laughs> and he used to come in and poke the through the willow you know to to, to and, and we would all scream and squeal and and run out and he'd shout go on home you go you lot you know get home to your mother's I've told you to go but it was it was a it was an a childhood prank that was probably silly but it was just something a bit of a ritual to do at the end of the day I mean we we used to think he he, he doesn't know we're here but because he did because we did the same thing over and over again but uh, yeah that that was one of the uh my, my memories I mean apart from 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 the the the, the traffic on the river and and the fact that it was very you know it was deep it was so dirty but it was muddy as well so it was you you, you could I mean I, I actually never ever did go into the water because I'm, I'm not a lover of water and I'm not a good swimmer so I wasn't that silly but I used to go down onto the shore and again you could be walking along thinking you were perfectly safe on stones or sand and suddenly there was mud and whoosh you, you know you, you 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 could go um but lots of the children did um, and there was the, there was a, a certain friend of my brother's who um, always be the, the 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 person that you would dare to do something, and and others might say, oh no, or I might try it, but but no, he every time he lived lived for a dare really, and he would he would get off and he would say, I'm going to swim out to the 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 edge of the pier which was quite a way out really and we used to goad him on go on go on you can go a bit further you can go a bit further and, and he used to he, he he used to swim luckily enough no nobody got hurt but one of one of the stories an, another time was um we were on our way to the shore so in the in victoria gardens it's flat and then there's a big hill up to the river and then there's there's a, a, a walkway at the top we, we we were going up to go along the top to to, to go down to the shore and there used to be life belts the life rings in case anybody all along the park big big circular um things 
and we were, we were going along one day and someone said, oh, look, there's one of the life belts is in the water. I wonder if someone's drowning, you know, like kids kids do. So we were all peering over the, the bars looking to see what this is. So this particular child said, oh, I'll go down, I'll go and see. So he, he jumps over, takes off his shoes and socks and shorts and things and he's he's down anyway he he manages to get a stick or something to pull the life belt into the onto the shore and he's looking and we're saying no no there's nobody down here someone's just thrown it over or whatever um so then another child says well we should take it to the police station because the police station is right next door to the park we should take it to the police station to tell the police that um we've found this life belt somebody might be in the water so off all this group of you know muddy little dirty urchins with this life belt go into the uh, police station and we, we all pile in well I was at the back and um the, the policeman says what 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 are you lot up to what's happening and someone says oh we've we've been into the park and we found we saw a, a life belt in the water so we thought we'd better come and bring it back and tell you so he said, oh, 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 OK. And he's talking. And then he suddenly said, um, anything else to, more, more to tell? So this naughty boy who'd got in it said, yeah, I think I saw a body. Well, I started, so I started to laugh because I, I was a real giggler. And uh, the policeman said, and you, Sonny, you can get out because you, you, it's not funny if there's a body in the room. Well, I, I, I had short hair, so he thought I was a boy, you see. So on that story, always laugh. They always say, you know, after that, everyone used to say, Sonny, Sonny. I just say, I'm not a boy. I'm not a boy. Um, but it was just little tales like that. You if things happened children would 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 blow it up into something much more you know um but thankfully there wasn't a body in the river we hadn't seen the body and the policeman knew that really but uh, yeah no it was it, it was funny <laughs> the park was very oldie worldy and up uh, next to the sun lounge was the original little cottage cafe which was very quaint um uh, thatched roof and and little tables and chairs from sort of more or less from the Victorian times that people used to go up there and it was right overlooking the river and that was lovely the little cafe um, but suddenly they built this this very modern sun lounge uh, high up on stilts um, and it, it was strange because my, my my nan used to say oh it's a monstrosity and we used to say, what, 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 what does that mean? Oh, it doesn't, it doesn't fit in with the, the environment. It's not, it shouldn't be there. But it, it, it was just modern, modern building. Um, and I can remember when it was first built, we were taken from school. The, the class teacher said we're going, which we often used to do, um, go out for walks. And he, the, this particular teacher liked poetry. So he, we were taken up into the sun lounge um, with our pads, books and, and pens and things. Um, and and we, we we had to write some poetry and or write something what we could see from the sun and it was actually beautiful because it did look out over onto the river and we made a book of poetry from the sunland and drew pictures and things and it, it would be lovely now I just wish we could have see that book to to look back to see how children interpreted what they saw from a child's point of view because um, it would be a very different view now for, for, for if you were in that sun lounge now from from what we could see when we were children but yes it was it had a little cafe they opened a little cafe in there and it was sort of an area where I mean I, I was I was probably only about nine or ten but the teenagers would go up there with boyfriends and girlfriends and sit and kiss and do all the things that teenagers do um, but um, no it, it, it and 
and it, it didn't last very long actually it, it they, they 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 closed it up i don't i don't know why and then it was it was knocked down but um yeah it, it was a fun place to 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 play when when, when you were kids I mean, it, it, it was a very sensual, sensory experience, really. I mean, the smells first, some were pleasant, but not very many. I mean, people laugh, and still to this day, if you if you lived in North Woolwich and Silvertown, you just be, you, you got used to the smells. I mean, the factories, we had so many factories making all sorts of things, and, and the smells were really quite awful, really. But you, you, you did get used to it, and, and it's strange because I always say now, Whenever I go back to North Village and Silvertown, the smells are not the same, but there are still certain little bits that are, I, I think they're beautiful smells, but, but everybody else say, God, it stinks. How did you live amongst this? But you, you, you just got used to it. So, so, so there were lots of smells from the factories, but also from the, um, the, from the docks because cattle will come into the they would unload so you'd get all sorts of smells really but also one of the interesting things was when the boats were in the dock they would often cook cook make make prepare their meals for the workers on the boats and of course it would be with all the spices if it had come from a different country so we we had sort of like curry smells and things when probably years ago people never really knew those smells but we we grew up with those spicy smells in in the docks and um, so so the smell was quite a quite a strong link to the docks really the sounds were enormous I mean it, thundering noises really with the cargo being unloaded the cranes swinging and you'd hear the whoosh of the as the uh, cargo went round on the crane lots of shouting out you know the dockers used to shout some some of the language wasn't um very very I mean again you grew up with actually filthy language hearing I mean in the school playground from the dockers and things but you always knew mum and people would say gran and that would say to us you know that that's that's dockers talk you don't we don't hear none of that on this side of the of the wall because there was the dock wall and as children we didn't we didn't swear or or say it, it was just part of your environment that was there but you knew that was the dock language that was what happened in the dock it doesn't come out over this side so yeah lots of shouting and noise from, from the dockers and just as I say the site were beautiful I mean the ships used to come in regularly and you know adorned with all their flags and their colours and, and the noises of the the ship's hooters were absolutely I mean deafening I mean if you were in the playground and they a, a boat came in and it hooted god you jumped you know off the off the floor because it really was loud and again it's probably a story you know on uh old year's night or what the east enders used to say old year's night but new year's eve that all the docks in the boat used to at midnight used to bang the horns and it, it was thunderous but it was part of your christmas and your new year celebrations you all came out in to the street to hear the boats and they the boats would keep going and you know after about five minutes we're into the new year it stopped and then another boat would just bib bib again and then another one would do and it would go on for hours really but um yes it, it was a very sensory experience with the sounds and the sights and um yeah everything we, you were grateful to be in that environment um because it meant that there, there was work for your parents you know your parents most of the people in school in story had 
parents working in in the docks. I mean, my 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 father didn't work in the docks. My, my granddad was a was a docker. He worked in in the docks, and my and, and uncles and things. So you knew that that was that was part of your lifestyle. You had to accept that because it brought money into the house and food on the table. Really, my nan worked in Tates's again as a as a young girl before she had her family, and my, and my husband worked in Tate Niles. <laughs> yeah, lots of family did aunties uncles you know your, your neighbors the aunties that you called uh, aunt your neighbors that you called auntie all, all, all of them um people lived in worked in tates's well actually worked in all the factories i, I knew people in in all the factories and tate and lars were very good at um the, the community looking after their workers and the community they had the um tate and Lyle institute which was where people could go and have drinks and there was dances at weekend and um, always they all looked after the children and, and at Christmas you all all the factories had parties and and I was lucky because I had so many aunties and uncles that worked in all the factories I got invitations <laughs> they would say you know we've got five kids when they perhaps only had two so that they could take a couple more of the <laughs> the nieces and nephews so they would get five party tickets and we we, we would all go off and we would go to I, I went to parties parties in 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 all the factories and and they were great you look so forward to the the Christmas parties you know it's very old-fashioned you know big long trestle tables sandwiches jelly ice cream cakes and then it, they would have a, either a magic man or a clown or something a little performance for you to watch and then father christmas would come in and you'd all get a gift which again was was a big thing because we didn't have a lot so and, and i've still got i've still got my teddy from that i got from a, a present from a from a tates's party actually and uh, yeah no it, it was lovely and then and then later on in to extend to do little um trips to theatres and they would take children out to the to Stratford Theatre Royal to see the pantomime and things like that so so we were we, we were very lucky but but no the entertainment for the people at North Woolwich and Silverton the factories provided a, a lot of that and it, it great community spirit we were we were very lucky to have that looking back at it now the closing of the docks really was the end it was a very sad time because the decline came and you just saw people's morale you know jobs were lost people were thinking well, what's going to happen to the area and then of course then there was the LDDC and all the regeneration people came in and said you know well we've got to do something um, and that's when they first talked about having the airport there by then I, I was just married and had just bought my first home in in North Woolwich we bought a house in North Woolwich again in the same street as the family I thought I don't want an airport at the end of my garden and things like this and I got quite into this at the beginning of the anti-airport or anti-stoleport it was called then campaign and that that was actually quite an exciting time because we, we formed a committee of local people to voice our opinions and to say we want to have something to say about what's going on on our doorstep what's going to happen so although it, it was a sad time it was also exciting because I was part of this 
campaign to to say well you know this is our this is our environment we we should be saying what we want from it or at least be have 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 ideas heard i mean the ferry festival was great my mum actually was on the first committee i've got the i've got the first meeting um i've been to every ferry festival apart from one because my brother decided to get married one year on the ferry festival day which didn't go down well i mean the very first one was was just a small a few few stalls and things happening in the park but the pram race was the most important thing really that well no actually I I always liked the um parade it started off at the beginning with a parade of lorries so each factory would have a float and they would decorate it and have people on that float advertising whatever you know if it was Tate and Lyles or it was Loaders or Hollis's or whatever the first parade it started off with that and then the pram race was a big thing and that just got bigger and better every year I mean first of all it was literally not always guys ladies used to join in as well but but two people one pushing a pram and one one in the pram but then they decided then to to, to decorate them and and as the years went on they just got bigger and better and and Tate and Lyles actually were great at making the they always had the best well it wasn't a pram it, it could be anything a rocket a, they made all sorts of things but you prepared all year so at literally as the festival was always in in July as soon as that festival was over you started preparing for the next year and each pub because there was pubs on every corner there was 20 30 pubs in North Woolwich at that time the locals of that pub would then start so they would have knockout competitions with darts and snooker and uh, you had discos and dances and I mean the ferry festival was just a great great memories really really fun it really did lift people at a time when they needed it really and made such a community come together everybody had come and it's lovely that they're now doing that again now and there's a group of people in North Woolwich who have started having ferry fest I mean obviously with lockdown last year we we, we, we did we didn't have one but yeah no it's it, it's a it's a real good community thing For more information on our projects and events, head to thamesfestivaltrust.org. Supported by National Lottery Heritage Fund and Royal Dogs.